Hello and welcome to the Story X Story podcast, where we discuss stories across pop culture, plus give you advice on creating your own. It's episode number 36, and today we are going behind the story. I'm your co-host, Nigel. I'm Tazzy, streamer and co-host. And our interview guest today is a cosplayer by the name of Kenny Cosplay Stuff. Kenny, how are you? Hello, I'm Kenny. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I never know how to start these things. Yeah. (laughs) So it's okay. There's a bunch of ways and they are all acceptable. But most of them are acceptable. That one was acceptable. So you're all good. Um, All right. So, uh, yeah, as always, you can listen and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and pretty much wherever you get your podcasts from. You can also send us feedback and questions uh, to feedback at myamada.com or shout us on social media at Mayamada on Twitter, at Mayamada Tease on Instagram, and at Tazzy on both. Now let's get to know our guest. So today we are talking with Kenny Cosplay Stuff, a UK-based cosplayer and event organiser. Um, so, hi, hi. <laughs> So, we're going to start off with um, where you started, basically. Um, so, we have seen that Iron Man is your, was your first cosplay. Um, so, what, what made you go for Iron Man? And was that a big challenge to start? Yeah, um, as they always say, the first is always the most difficult um, to get started with because... oh. I've, dial it back to like 2013 now that's when i went to my first um mcm comic-con in london and i was like oh my god my mind was blown and i really wanted one of those um, iron man costumes i see walking around i'm like oh my god how much is it gonna cost me to buy one of those and after some googling it was like two and a half three grand and obviously i'm not born with a silver spoon um in my mouth so i thought okay what's the next best thing so i just started researching on google and discovered oh this thing is called cosplay and loads of people have built iron man suits before so i just kept looking at tutorials how hard is it every um started off like you know looking at metal builds but i didn't have any metal and metal's expensive and then i discovered floor mats um like the stuff you use in the gym and it all started off from there really um, there were plenty of patterns online, so it's kind of like building an IKEA furniture, but it's not furniture, and it's not from IKEA, so I guess nothing like IKEA furniture. Um, and started gluing things together, basically, is my point. Um, then, then, bam, cosplay, whoa! And then I just got addicted to it, made a second Iron Man suit, and I thought, I can make more than just Iron Man suits, and started looking at other things that I like. And it kind of got addicted into making stuff from there, really. I love, <laughs> I love that cosplayers just like it's always. It tends to be the same story. It's like I uh, one day discovered that you can do this thing called cosplay. I did it time, and I just never stopped. <laughs> <laughs> it's probably cheaper to buy drugs, but it's. I don't know if it's more healthy. Because the fumes you get from cosplay it is pretty bad for you. Yeah, um, I guess. 
I guess you just got to take like safety precautions. I don't know. <laughs> so when you um, discovered floor mats <laughs> from the gym, um, mm-hmm. what did you learn from making that cosplay while you was gluing together floor mats? Oh, so much stuff. Um, it first was like, well, how do people get such a smooth, shiny finish? It turns out um, yoga mats aren't the best material to use. And then you get the puzzle mats, which are slightly better. And then from there, I just, you know, tried out new techniques, asking people on forums or for those younger people who don't know what forums are, um, like Facebook groups, but not on Facebook. Getting old. Uh, yeah, basically just ask around the community and got introduced to, in quotes, the community or lots of different ones and then learn from there and i think the most important thing is not to be afraid of trying new things when someone suggests the way it's not the only way that uh to do something there are a slightly different way maybe adapt it um i think i learned a lot from that really wicked um now i'm showing my age i just said wicked um <laughs> <laughs> jungle is massive <laughs> No, straight away. <laughs> Wicked with the click, right? <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um let's move on from uh ages. <laughs> Sensitive sub subject right now. Um so you've been at this for several years now. Uh, what is the best thing you the best part of cosplaying i think the highlight for me is i think i've reached my peak a while ago when um because i play the game league of legends quite a lot and i was Mm -hmm. just lucky enough to be in the right place in the right time and uh someone at riot contacted me to see if i was interested in you know making the latest skin that's going to um be shown first at the world championship i was like yes yes please so it was like just imagine if you've been playing a game for i don't know five or six years and then you get to you know be the champion or they call it the champion the character of the game the the face of it uh and i was just jumping with joy and i was able to view the world finals in la and visit the right office which was basically living the dream and i don't think that's ever topped anything like it but there were so many awesome opportunities it's all dependent on luck um i was you know able to uh go to different countries and just meet a lot of friends i think friends really do make everything pretty awesome i'm just trying to think of like what game uh i would want that to happen with me and i can't pick one Um, (laughs) that is like actually amazing What's your, what's are uh, some of your favorite cosplays that you've done, and what in particular draws you to certain characters? It's a very difficult question to answer because uh, the latest costume I always do, it's always going to be my favorite at the time, anyways. Because I make something with a new technique I've learned, I'm like, oh my god, this is awesome! But then the next time I learn something new, try it out, and that looks even more awesome than the previous one so it keeps carrying on and on and on i just yeah it just 
every every time it's something new. Um, what was the second part of the question again? I completely went on ramble. Um, that's fine. Uh, what draws you to a particular character? I really don't know. Um, I like characters with a lot of armor because I guess I really do like working with foam. It's sort of like sculpting, but not really at the same time. And also that covers my face because, you know, I like to hide my face in pictures as much as I can anyways. Uh, something that's not too complicated. For example, uh, the World of Warcraft armor. I've played World of Warcraft for a little while. It didn't really attract me too much because it looks very decorative and very intricate. And all of them, not going to lie, they all look the same. So something cleanish and cool, <laughs> I guess. It's, it's very difficult to explain, really. It's funny you should say stuff with without much detail because I feel like, I guess from a, someone who doesn't make armor and thinks it's amazing, uh, it looks very detailed. <laughs> yeah, fun fact. It's more difficult to build something that looks clean than something that's intricate and battle damaged, if that makes sense. Because I think mm. it just requires a lot more care and attentiveness to make something look pristine and shiny and clean i can get that i can really <laughs> um and how has cosplay changed for you since the uh the pandemic well it hasn't really changed to be fair um because i'm still as lazy as i was before the pandemic um so i've been just chipping away at things i guess working from home means some some ways I work harder, but then I get more time because I don't have to travel that, you know, 10 minutes to work and wake up an hour and a half early just, just to get dressed and smell averagely acceptable. Um, so I get that time back to myself and just chip away at little costumes and stuff. It's all right. Nothing much has changed, to be fair. Yeah. And... Uh... As you do make your cosplays yourself, what are mostly, the like the mostly. most okay? I stand corrected. Well, but there's the um odd one or not uh, like the Deadpool. I thought, oh, I want to be Deadpool because Deadpool is pretty darn cool. I wore that once. <laughs> that was old store bought, bought really. Okay, that's cool. So with the cosplays that you do make yourself. Mm-hmm. Describe the step-by-step, or not step-by-step, but the the main steps from idea, getting to from idea to showcasing it at conventions or photo shoots. Yeah, so kind of like an overview of how that works. All of the builds are fairly similar. Um, I start start off with something um, that I like. I can't stress how important it is to make something you like because you're going to be looking at it for the next three months, three to six months or whatever, however long it takes you to build a costume. And if you don't like it in any way at the start, or if you just, I know, I don't know, um, get peer pressure because your friend wants you to cosplay a certain character, I think motivation is going to tank throughout the entire build and it's going to get more and more half-arsed um, towards the end. Um, so that that's a start. Pick something that you like. And then the next most important thing is research. Do as much research as possible, not just into the characters and into the fan art um, or, or the concept art of the character. Uh, look into the lore. Um, the chances are someone else has already done the cos- uh, costume that you want to do. So don't poo-poo the idea of 
referencing someone else's work because a lot of the time I find that a lot of people judge other people's costumes like, oh, this is not good, so I'm going to ignore it altogether. But you can always learn little details that someone has done, maybe not so well. Even if it's not so well, you can say to yourself, oh, maybe I can change it slightly so it would look better or fit myself better. Um, That's one of the most important things. And then um, it really depends on experience, uh, what you do next. Initially, I started looking at uh, Pepecura files, which is just ready-made patterns or 3D models turned into patterns, and then went from there. But eventually, you kind of get the hang of it and just kind of look at the piece of armor and go, oh, I can see the shape that looks vaguely like a triangle. I'll just draw that on paper, cut it out, and then transfer it onto whatever material. Like, uh, if you need fabric, do it on fabric. So the same kind of skill can be transferred onto foam as well. So you just kind of draw around a piece of paper template. Um, so for Oni Genji from Overwatch, uh, I had to make the pattern from just images and just kind of measuring it out on my body on the screen for the armor. And for the trousers, did something similar. I cut off, um, I cut up an old old pair of joggers, uh, drew that on paper or some brown, uh, you know, those parcel papers you get. Made myself a template, sewn it on a different fabric, printed some uh, from like. Redbubble online, you submit a design, they send you some kind of fabric print, and then you just kind of get that, sew it all together, glue it all together, and then bam, cos- cosplay. It is quite simple, actually. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> <laughs> there are little tips and tricks that really help you improve your build with absolutely no effort. For example, stuff like a sharp knife, or don't over glue, some stuff like that. That really does help with the build. It fools a lot of people like how complex something would look. But when you're actually doing it or show someone do it, um, uh, how to do it, they go, oh, it's not actually that hard. I think the biggest barrier people get is the first step. As, as soon as they get over the fact that they can't do it, start doing it. I think everyone has the skill to, to make something awesome, really. And so, like, what is your favorite part of the process? Or you can pick a few because I know how hard it is to pick one favorite. <laughs> yeah, um, it is really difficult because sometimes I really love building those or the base build. And it's like, oh, my God, it's awesome. But some other times I like painting because the paint always come out, comes out so shiny, mixing new paint. Go, oh, I like this, you know, cool paint color that I've never done before. Um, recently I've done some iridescent paint mixes for the little 3D models I've printed and that looks pretty cool I might put that onto or I might apply the same kind of paint mixing techniques to the armor to see what happens really so that's something I guess I've never done before so that might look cool or it might fail completely who knows (laughs) Um, so a bit of everything really yeah Um, so on the flip side what's the most frustrating part um, gluing, gluing and battle damaging, damaging bits. Because the gluing part, if you're making your own patterns, you probably know things might not always fit exactly. Or even worse, and when you're following a pattern, things don't fit exactly. Then you have to kind of improvise and see what you can do to salvage the mess that you've just created. Been through many, many times of that. And battle damaging when something looks completely, you know, clean, and you go. 
Oh, this looks too clean. It doesn't suit the character lore. They've been in battle for hundreds of battles. Surely the armor can't look this clean. Um, and then you start hacking into it, and I die inside every time. Oh, Cry for me. That's so sweet, actually. Like, sounds like a tragic love story. <laughs> Still better story than Twilight. <laughs> um, and what would you say, what are your, you better at now versus your, your early days of cosplaying? Is there anything particular that you feel like you've come a long way at doing? I think in the last few years, I felt like I have hit a wall because I don't feel like I was doing anything drastically new. But I've, I think I've improved or trying to improve on the details a little bit more. Like a, not, not, not as in the intricate details, but the attention to detail, if that makes sense. Like, for example, if my seams aren't touching properly, instead of just going, eh, that will do, I will try and hide it or fill it or make it look like it's seamless. I think that is very, very difficult for me to do because I, I'm the kind of person who goes, eh, that will do, that, that's passable. But I still know those mistakes are there. So trying to cover those mistakes up and make a, I guess, cleaner build is challenging but yet rewarding thing for me really and i'm still learning cool i feel like it's very good to be uh at the beginning like ah that'll do uh, <laughs> <laughs> i feel like that stops a lot of people i may or may not be talking about myself <laughs> <laughs> doing things because when it's when it's not perfect like i can't let go you know <laughs> And is there any skill that you've been as a cosplayer that you've been able to then transfer into other parts of your life? Oh, and into other parts of my life? Probably not as much because, no, I don't. Oh, it's difficult. Not really. Is that the answer? I, yeah, if that's your answer, <laughs> that's your answer. There's no rights. <laughs> I don't know. I... <laughs> You know, the cosplay is so simple, it doesn't really, you know, apply to anything else. I just cut a piece of floor mat with a box cutter and glue it. Mm -hmm. I guess I use the same glue to glue my wing mirror back on, if that's transferable. <laughs> it came off, so I glued it back on. That'll do. <laughs> Go for it. Well, then, on the flip side, is there anything from, or from like, rest of life, other part of your life that you've been applied to cosplay and that have really helped you in cosplay? Absolutely not. Uh, <laughs> I studied IT and music and maths uh, for A-levels and I went, well, and I went to uni to do IT. So it's got nothing to do with art or painting. I just kind of slap some paint on things, Googles and YouTube some stuff. And then bam, cosplay. I guess it's not really related. I don't have an artistic bone in my body. That's surely not true. We've we've seen yeah. that on your website. I think that might be a lie. Actually, uh, one of my next article, but I've been putting off for ages, is creativity versus co copying stuff. Because what I do requires very, very little creativity. It's more like uh improvising a little bit but most of the stuff i see is just copying what i see on screen and kind of putting it into the techniques i've just learned or picked up from yeah, youtube i guess whereas 
I'm not very good at creating my own character or making details or filling in gaps that are not in the reference pictures. I'm not very good at that. I feel like I'm going to totally steal something that someone I know uh, told me about music, but I think it applies to everything creative. And that is that nothing's original. It's all built on something we've seen or taken in. We've either seen or heard or felt. Uh, so nothing's actually ever original because it's just a, an accumulation of, of all the things that are around us. Um, and yeah, creativity is like putting that out in your own way. So you definitely create. <laughs> I agree with that. I was going to say, every time I show someone the Samurai Chef manga, they they see something else in it. They're like, oh, this looks like da, da, da. most of it I haven't seen, which is funny. But like everyone, even t- it happened today, someone like picked up the book and said, oh, this reminds me of something else so it's like the yeah. wholly original idea yeah that there's so just like deep. a finite of things that exist so it's just they're always going to be similar uh and if you believe in the collective conscious if you're like that deep uh then it's like the ideas aren't even ours to begin with they're like the whoever they just exist we just channel them <laughs> that is so deep i can see australia from that <laughs> You weren't ready for these kind of questions. No. <laughs> <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> um, none of that is original fault, you know. I'm just going to put that out there. <laughs> After that, like, really deep. We occasionally get really deep on this podcast, you know. We give you those tiny nuggets once in a while. <laughs> so, we're going to talk about past conventions. Yeah. Not once from this year. <laughs> Um, what has been the best, nicest, or funniest reactions to cosplays that you've done? Uh, funniest cosplay when I was walking down as uh, the tube as Iron Man because I didn't used to drive, so I have to you know wear my costume on the tube and on the train back to um, west of London. I got called Spider Man. I'm like, how? In what <laughs> world do I look like Spider Man? I would accept Transformers. I would accept Robocop, but Spider-Man is a bit off. Could have been worse. They could have like yeah. said a DC superhero that looks nothing like Iron Man. <laughs> At least they got the right universe. <laughs> There's also quite a few times, this is on the regular, when uh, parents hold up their children and the children's clearly scared of the costume and they start crying. And that, that is just, that makes my day. Me, I am that child. That was me as a child. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like. Uh, okay, I would have been okay with like clothes where they're like where it's just makeup and clothing, but mm-hmm. when it's like masks or like really heavy face paint and stuff like that, I was like, a, nope, don't like <laughs> it. Don't trust it. Can't see the the human, <laughs> and it freaked me out. <laughs> so I relate to that child. <laughs> um. And tell us a bit about Cos Expo. What is it and how did it get started? Well, I'm glad you asked. <laughs> um, You're welcome. <laughs> the the PR safe version of it is uh, we got a, you know, a lot of us has been to a lot of conventions over the years and go, oh, this could be slightly different. Oh, this doesn't really accommodate cosplayers. How do people even get started on cosplay? So we wanted to provide a platform to help that because 
another thing we've noticed is that um, there is a huge skill gap uh, between people who are just trying out entering competitions and trying to, you know, win a good prize uh, to someone who's all, always entering competitions, kind of, you know, got the format. And it's very difficult and intimidating for people who are just starting out to enter competitions. Hence why the number of people entering cosplay competitions are getting lower and lower each year. And it's there has been, you know, a lot of competitions where there are three people and, um, you know, and sorry, there are four people and three prizes. Um, we've seen that recently at MCM. That was very cringy. Uh, if you only have four entrants and three of them won prizes, the other guy fourth just stands there and go, "Cool, I guess I get. I'll give myself a pat on the back for that." Then, um, so we want to provide a platform where people can learn primarily um, new skills or exchange skills with other cosplayers or like-minded people, um, even if they're interested in cosplay and have never done it before, we give um, really basic tutorials um, and more hands-on approach than anything else. Because, um, well, it all started off when I did one or two uh, tutorial make-your-own-arm guards at Hyper Japan, and that got a really popular feedback, and I was worked off my feet. <laughs> um, people just kept sitting down and trying to learn new stuff, and they were all so interested, and not all of them are cosplayers as well. Um, and then that idea blew up and a few of us got together and thought, hey, why don't we just, you know, make an event for cosplayers who want to learn and also collaborate with other photographers and try and just put our own, of, I guess, uh, conventions and events in into practice, really, and see what we can do. I think I rambled on a bit. <laughs> no, that was great. Very uh, insightful very interesting here um because i've seen cos expo uh, at hyper japan and i until now <laughs> didn't realize that there was a whole expo yeah that's a very very small tasters uh because i think the one you've seen is uh we had a repairs area and had a few hands-on things going on around the place and just chatting to people about you know costumes and exchanging information i've learned something new from it and i hope someone else has learned something new from us as well um the sort of stuff we provide is crazy it's different every year we have had um well we were gonna have this april just gone uh a panel on lectures oh, sorry a panel on lectures a pan a panel slash lecture on uh leather work we got someone called papa cosplay who's quite popular in france to come over and teach us some stuff we were also going to have a uh, willow uh, Willow Creative from Netherlands to teach us electronics and how to program your own. Don't be scared of, don't get overwhelmed by, you know, different sort uh, sorts of resistors and stuff like that. 3D printing, how to model and stuff like that. So it's really trying to cover all bases. And um, speaking of Hyper Japan, you were also, you've also been a judge. Um, so what's that process like? Oh, it's different every time. The very, I guess, inside scoop is that anyone could be a judge, but not really at the same time. Um, a lot of the times, well, in the UK anyways, and sometimes abroad, it's a case of comparing other people. Um, nobody likes to be compared, but it is su such as life. You get compared to other entries to 
um, set a standard for that competition and then pick the one that's more most well built. The bits that require, I guess, experience in different fields as well, not just in your own fields, is costumes that are very, very close in their, I guess, build qualities. There's always something you can fault on a costume um, more than another costume. It's just identifying those faults and not being fooled by whatever the cosplayer is telling you. I think that's the most important bit. And another thing that comes from experience is just, you know, looking straight through people's uh, cowpoos. Uh, because there has been a few cases where something's completely store-bought and they talk very convincingly on how they built it. But there are some elements where it stands out to say, oh, hang on a minute, this is a huge red flag. And you start questioning that element and they, it just all falls, falls apart. And an inexperienced person might just pass it off and go, oh, this is great. This can probably win. And uh, what, have been, what has been your favorite or most memorable convention? Uh, can I be biased and say Kozik's full? <laughs> um, there no. aren't rules. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm going to get out my own butt. I don't know. There has been so many. It's different experience altogether, not just within the UK, because there are big conventions like MCM and uh, Hyper Japan and all sorts. And there are also homely ones like uh, Kitacon and um, SunnyCon up in the north. And there's also Coscon I went to, which is a completely different vibe in Scotland. But then again, you get the abroad ones, which are another uh, can of worms. Well, not really can of worms, but another experience altogether. Um, some countries have 70 plus entries, um, which also includes K-pop dancing as one of the categories. And with someone who has no dance knowledge, I'm just nodding along going, cool, bro. <laughs> what is going on? So Did it get, get involved with some of the... <laughs> Pardon? Didn't get involved with some of the um, dance itself then. No, I think I'd embarrass myself greatly if I get involved with any sort of dancing. <laughs> and so I don't know. I, it's difficult to pick a favourite because every every event I've went to, I've met someone new, and it's made it a good event. I like that answer. I'm not very good at picking favourites myself, so <laughs> I'm terrible. It's a great answer. <laughs> um, and was these are kind of like more general. Um, oh, wait, before we get onto that point, I guess events are just completely dependent on how much fun you as a person has. And if you can make something that isn't, you know, isn't supposed to be fun, fun, then great. You're going to have a good time any, anywhere, really. Yeah, definitely. It is what you make it. Yeah. So yeah, what is the biggest misconception that you've heard about cosplayers? Uh, we have sex in the bedroom with our cosplays. That is just not possible for the majority of the people. Maybe if you have some kind of weird skimpy costume, but even so, you spent so much money on it. Like, do you really want to, you know, break a buckle doing something kinky? Probably not. Oh no, my buckle's going to cost me another 30 quid. That's how I would feel. 
And <laughs> just imagine, oh my god, you look so good in your armor. Let's have, you know, some kinky times. Oh, actually, can you take this off carefully? I spent a long time <laughs> building this. Oh, please don't scratch the paint on this. Oh, the paint cost me £40 altogether. I'd have to respray the whole thing if you scratch it. That is not remotely sexy. And just imagine the sweat you went through, um, even with 10 minutes of putting the costume on. Is it really worth it? Probably not. I think I've heard that the most. Oh, you must have a great time in the bedroom. Oh, no, actually, not with costume on. That's just disgusting. Unhygienic as well. <laughs> Sorry, wait yeah, on a rampage. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually like crying with laughter right now. I was just, oh, yeah, I can imagine that uh, armor's not exactly the funnest thing to try and take off. Even no, a dress my... is just annoying. To try to undo a my... zip of a dress, no. My Garen costume, <laughs> the waist piece, I have to take it off. Um, like a like mini mini skirt. So when I'm halfway taking it off, it just looks like I'm in a mini skirt. Surely that's not attractive to anyone or anything. <laughs> Sorry, I'm gonna have to take a breather for a second. <laughs> so we spoke a bit earlier. You brought up about you sort of like going online and watching tutorials with how you learn how to make your cosplays. Um, so is there and obviously not school for cosplay, and you went on IT, nothing to yeah. do with cosplay. <laughs> but are there any aspects that you've sort of like off and got some formally formal training of some kind, or have, has it been a hundred percent self-taught? Oh no, no. Um, I was lucky enough to be on the Artifacts training course with Artifacts in, I'm gonna say Norwich or North something. The, the place where they usually have um, web feet. And they were extremely good. Some of the things I, you know, that opened my mind to more, try more different techniques is firstly, how important it is to have a very sharp blade. Um, they change their blade very often. I tried that for a while, but then it got expensive. So I found another way of sharpening it, sharpening my blades with a sharpening stone. And that worked for me personally. It might not work any, for anyone else, but it works for me. Um, for now anyways and they taught me to think a different way like instead of because i was so used to pepakura kind of like you know imagine building this cube out of paper it's hollow on the inside right but they opened me up into thinking actually you can carve into foam rather than just build outwards and that just made a whole bunch of things more possible and cut down my build time by quite a lot that's the two main things i took away from that from that weekend um, but apart from that, it's a lot of talking to other people. Um, don't be afraid to go up to another cosplayer and go, oh my god, your costume's amazing. How did you do, blah, this detail over here? If they ignore you, then they're probably a prick and just go find someone else to admire their costume and details. Um, just, you know, don't be intimidated by other people. And of course, you're going to get some people who are like that. You get that not just with the cosplay community, but anywhere, really. Just, you know, don't give up. Keep talking to people and try not to be that shy. No no one really cares. You're only going to meet them once and they're probably never going to see them again. Yeah. Okay, so I hear a lot about Cosplay Crunch. Um, and obviously, a lot of people don't have it right now. But for you, when do you work best? How do you deal with Cosplay Crunch? Are you an under-pressure person or are you 
take your time and have it all done well in advance? Oh, definitely well in advance. I think I've only ever, you know, worked up to the day once uh, before con. That was crazy. I was still spray painting the day before, but never hotel room kind of guy. I've always finished a week in advance only because most of the time I plan to enter some sort of competition and it can't fall apart on stage. So I need to finish my costume, walk around my estate like a madman. And people question, what the hell are you doing? I'm like, look, it's 9 p.m. at night. I was hoping no one was around. So please stop looking at me. I'm trying to, you know, walk around the estate um, just to see if anything falls apart and just kind of fix whatever comes apart so it won't fall apart at the convention or definitely not on stage. So I guess I'm pretty chill. I start, you know, more more or less about six months in in advance or a year in advance just to be slow and see what comes on, really. It's possible to just avoid cosplay crunch. Yeah. (laughs) Um, So how do you stay productive when you are working from home? Uh, That's a good question. Walk around your house. (laughs) You know, do what you do in the office. Surely you don't sit in in the office for like the full eight hours and do that sometimes you go get a drink sometimes you just walk around the office like you have nothing better to do um do that and you just come back sit down put some music on and focus really easy peasy (laughs) or work harder one day and then not as much another awesome thank you for that little um (laughs) (laughs) we're gonna get into more tips in a second but before we do Before we do, uh, just so you, our listeners, know that you can give your feedback on this interview or any of our other podcasts and let us know what you think at feedback at mymurder.com. So now we are going to get into a creator tip. So this is a little section where we get our guests to give you a tip on what they are doing and today we've been talking about cosplay Uh, so can you give us your best piece of advice for new cosplayers Kenny yes I'm going to keep this as generic as possible Uh, don't be afraid to ask questions there are no stupid questions only stupid people and when you ask the question and learn that whatever it is you're asking you stop being stupid So ask, don't be afraid to ask. Someone will eventually reply. They don't reply, don't be disheartened. Such is life, whatever. Move on and ask someone else. And that's how you gain knowledge. And I guess that's how it helped me with my builds every time. If someone's done it, I ask. Oh my God, that looks amazing. How did you do this specific thing? Try and keep your questions specific rather than how do I make armor? I can go on forever. I just hate questions like that. Um, Be specific in your questions and don't be afraid to ask. I think that's the biggest tip for me. Thank you. And any other cosplayers listening, feel free to share your tips. Um, You can send us questions for any future interviews in our upcoming Discord community. Speaking of the tip, yeah, I do a tip I've just started, um, I think for quite a few weeks now, maybe about 10. Every Monday, I put a new tip that I've learned 
on Facebook and Instagram. And your uh, Instagram is Kenny Cosplays Stuff. Yes. If anyone wants to go for that. Um, so yeah, now we're gonna <laughs> you're gonna get some more questions. We're gonna go into a bonus round um, where Nigel is going to ask more. Yeah, I'm just gonna throw some questions um, at people uh, as I like to do. And uh, I was actually as I was listening along, I kind of uh, I quite like the idea when you touched on like research and how much research is involved in the process and i guess it it's it's obvious when you said it but it just made me appreciate that because it's something similar to like when we're making our comics like i do you know some level of research into sort of characters or places or things like that so yeah i quite appreciate that insight uh that wasn't my question i was just like throwing that uh, phrase at you but um uh, a question uh, i have uh just interested to know like uh do you have any sort of cosplay heroes or like inspiring cosplays that you um, sort of follow uh, or that people can check out? Oh, everyone, really. It's just too many to name. I think the best way is just go through my Instagram followers. Yes. Uh, everyone does <laughs> something amazing. If you can see something that looks cool, follow them and go, oh my god. Yeah, just, you know, Facebook, Instagram, stalk their progress and maybe you'll learn a new thing from them. Like, for example, one of the new things I learned was to wrap um, thin foam, sorry, to wrap vinyl over thin foam um, and then sew it onto fabric, which makes a higher lip rather than, you know, using proper interfacing and stuff like that. Another one that, got, that inspired me was a long time ago, I met Ali Cosplay and props from... Uh, I'm going to say Czech Republic, Czech Republic, where he did some thin foam work that looks a bit like fabric, which inspired me to make my foam scarf. And I posted some tutorials on my website slash Facebook on that. So just be open minded in people's cosplay. Don't be so quick to shut them down and say, oh, this person's not as good as me or not as good as some other person. There is always room for improvement for everyone obviously but just don't shut them down too quick and keep an open mind and saying oh my god how did you do this maybe they'll tell you something you don't already know yeah because you never know everything and there's always i think you mentioned it there's always more to learn so i think having that attitude and yeah and following the cosplays that kind of you know make you ask those questions is a good good approach yeah uh so like you mentioned your social media and i i saw in your instagram this is uh, I don't think this is related to cosplay, but I saw some like interesting uh, miniatures on your Instagram. How did you get into that? I went through a phase of making Pokemon terrariums because I saw it online. Yeah. And I was like, oh, cool. I have loads of Pokemon figures. Why are they selling it for 50 quid? I can probably undercut that. <laughs> I'll make my own for 30 quid. So it started off with that. It got more and more fun. Um, and I think until this day, I've not made a duplicate yet. Even with the same Pokemons, it's two different poses and environments that they're in. I think I've made 100 and maybe 70 so far. 170? Yeah. And that's then a, recently, yeah, that is a phase, but, you know, whatever keeps <laughs> yeah. me alive and fed. Yeah. Uh, recently, um, I got a sponsorship from Dremel, 
and got a 3D printer from that. So I'm able to open that a little bit more and printed some other miniatures. For example, a non-related game figure that looks like that looks very similar to another game that I play all the time. <laughs> I ripped the files off the game, messed around with it in um, Blender and Mesh, uh, whatever that thing is called, Mesh something, some program, and then printed it and then painted it. So that was something new for me. And I was able to make different things other than just Pokemon. That was really cool. I like how you kind of, you seem to have like a habit of starting things and then sort of <laughs> progressing up. to the point where like, <laughs> no, I was I was going to go the other way and, and say like, then people were like, no, it's your work. And so you mentioned you got sponsorship and like you talked about Riot Games earlier. It's like you're, you get to a level where like people know it and recognize your work. That's pretty no, cool. No, it's just, it's all about being lucky um, at the right place at the right time. Some things are, I post something, uh, sometimes I post something, I think, oh my God, I spent so long on this. And it's awesome, but then it doesn't get a good response online. But just, you know, keep working at it. Eventually, something will strike, you know, you might strike gold sometime and get lucky. Be like, oh, someone will notice you. Senpai noticed me. <laughs> and then sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. All right? But it is just all about luck, really. I'm just kind of lucky. I think you might be more prepared than you think you are, but okay, let's go with luck now. <laughs> <laughs> um, so just to round off, um, obviously we, we talked about Hyper Japan and for our uh, next Gamepad Online event, we're collaborating with Hyper Japan to allow people to just like virtually cosplay um, mm-hmm. or at least cosplay and then sort of sending image images to a sort of uh, open contest uh, for people. And awesome. Yeah, I think you, you sort of had the bit of advice um and i know you've sort of given tons of advice like uh, in this specific instance like people who might want to take part in uh, hyper japan uh online cos parade uh, at gamepad do you have any advice for taking part in a in an online cosplay absolutely contest? online people can't inspect your costume as closely <laughs> yeah. as possible but that doesn't give you an excuse to submit a crappy picture. Make sure you research your poses. Don't just look at your character and what they do, but research how to pose online to make a better picture. Obviously don't, you know, heavily edit the crap out of your background and everything else and put crazy lighting. It's still more natural. Even, you know, a a quick picture in a nice pose, uh, even from a car park, that will do. It would give the judges authenticity of your costume at least it looks more authentic than a heavily edited photography shoot. It's nice to have one of those as well. It does make your costume stand out a little bit more, but make sure you know you can hide your imperfections, but not too much at the same time. Kind of, you know, don't lie, be honest, but don't be completely honest. Yeah, no, I, I get that. So make an effort, basically. But. I mean, there, there is no point in saying, hey, look at look at my crappy glue stain. Just don't don't say that. Don't. A lot of people say, oh, yeah, I know about these seams underneath. I'm like, I haven't even checked underneath your costumes yet. Don't tell me about your imperfections before mm. I even seen them. So there's no need to tell them about every imperfection. Just present your best self. Yeah. Cool. Yeah, no, and I think like you touched on earlier about some like contests that might prohibit like people from entering because they feel they're not at a certain level. And I, I think what we're trying to do here is just sort of open it out so it's not about being the 
quote unquote best it's just like participating and yeah just showing that creativity through your cosplay um and yeah you never know um you don't know who's entered you don't know if you win and if you don't enter you're definitely not win there you go it's don't expect to win either because it's just a nice surprise yeah if you get a prize if not then uh, whatever who cares don't be upset there's always next time so don't be afraid to enter there you go. Good advice. Um, all right. And uh, last but not least, just a final shout out where people can find you uh, and check out your projects, including all the 170 figurines that you spoke about. Where can people find you online? Um, I have a very outdated website that I sort of sometimes post new stuff and blogs. It's just kennycosplaystuff.com. Um, the rest of my social media, Facebook, Instagram, is all just at kennycosplaystuff. Um, apart from Twitter, because Twitter only has a 10-character limit, so it's Kenny Cosplay Stu. So I don't use Twitter (laughs) anyway, so whatever. I did wonder why that is. Thanks for answering. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, there was Twitch, but then I got lazy and go, oh, I'm too lazy with Cosexpo, so I'm just going to stop streaming. Because streaming is just a lot of effort, really. Yeah, I I know that now. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Or at least I had the first streaming experience, and I realized how much work uh, it was. But that's another story for another day. <laughs> but uh, yeah, no, thank you, Kenny, for joining us. It's been yeah, really good to hear about your experience and like uh, yeah, just all the advice that you've given. Thanks. So yeah, listeners can check out this episode and all our other episodes of Story X Story on Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, and uh, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, you can help us reach more people by leaving a review and sharing the show with your friends or followers. Uh, we make manga uh, as Maya Mada, and we're working on launching a Kickstarter for our next manga story that has been inspired. I need to find a better word than inspired, but let's go with inspired by the pandemic, uh, serious through the fog. So you can check that out when it's launched later this month. Uh, we talked about Gamepad Online which is coming on Saturday, the 26th of September. So it'll be our second online uh, gamepad event uh, after the first one in June. And we're collaborating with Hyper Japan and we've got a bunch of other gaming communities that are going to be playing uh, different games that we'll be streaming. We'll have interviews from people uh, from the industry uh, and hopefully some uh, other cosplay uh, tips and tricks from people in the community. So that's going to be happening on Saturday, the 26th of September. Uh, so thank you for joining us for this episode. We have a bunch of different types of shows you can check out, including discussions around topics, um, sort of geeky type topics and deep dives into stories across pop culture. Uh, episodes generally come out weekly, so make sure you subscribe so you don't miss out. And our email address is feedback at myamada.com. You can send us your feedback on anything we've discussed today. And the website is myamada.com forward slash story x story. Until next time, stay tuned and stay safe, everyone.